Welcome to another edition of Living a Rich Life, the home edition. I am your host, Rich James, and Living a Rich Life is made up of six elements. Good health, strong relationships, financial freedom, goals and achievement, extraordinary experiences, and philanthropy. Today, we have a phenomenal guest. Um, she is very well known throughout the, the East Coast. So with that being said, let's talk about it. Today, our special guest is a spiritual, intuitive priestess, uh, psychic medium, healing touch practitioner, oracle, and master healer. Please welcome Miss Lynette Williams. Thank you. Thank you for you? having me. Well, well, thank you for taking the time for joining. Um, more importantly, I, I thank you for your patience with us today. Um, so, so first and foremost, folks want to know, tell us where you're from. I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York. I'm Puerto Rican and Moroccan. I'm born and raised in Brooklyn. I moved to Baltimore over 11 years now, 11 years ago. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Now, you, you know I'm a native New Yorker as well, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> New Yorkers recognize New Yorkers. Absolutely. You'll hear my accent come out as we do this interview today. <laughs> <laughs> facts. Facts. So, so how, did, how did you know you had a spiritual gift? Uh, well, I was about four years old when I had my first experience. I was in my bed and I was able to see spirit come down through my canopy. Remember those old canopy beds we used to have in the 80s? And okay. The matching cartoon canopy <laughs> and strawberry shortcake. <laughs> I remember the superheroes. Yeah. <laughs> so my brother had He-Man, but <laughs> uh, I used to see spirit come down. And one night I had a very significant experience where I was taken on a journey. And that's where I met Elegua. And I was shown what all of my life would be like this abundance and health if I stuck to this path. And it was like this long altar filled with fruit and gold. And he stood up and he was larger than life tall. And he was dressed in red, gold and green and black. It was just like this extravagant dress. And I was just four. And I remember not being scared, but I was scared. I remember when I came back from that dream and there was a face right in front of me. And that's when I told my mother and that's when she sat me down and told me about my gifts. Oh, so your mother knew before you even knew. Yes. Facts. Mothers seem to know those types of things. They, they we, know. we know from, from the moment of conception, what this baby is going to be like. And we bring this child here. We pass the ancestor through our body and we know we can look and see that this child is, I'm an amazingly gifted child, spiritually gifted. Right. So, so tell us um, about old school Bruja. First, just tell us how that came to be. Um, share us a little bit that story. Uh, well, old, the term old school Bruja, one, I'm an 80s baby. Um, so I love old school. And also old school Bruja magic was really, it started off as a hashtag in response to like, this overwhelming trend of people wanting to do magic and using crystals and sage and candles, not really knowing what they're doing. And I'm like, I've been doing this since I could walk. I know what I'm doing. And it's old school magic. I'm gonna teach you the old school way. And that's how it just happened. And this old school bruja just came out of a need to teach, to educate and to heal. So I was doing social work full time for many, many years. And I would see people on the side because spirit would guide me to them, but it wasn't at that time like an actual business. Mm -hmm. And so it got to the point where I had so many people to see and to take care of. I was taking off of my regular job to tend to my clients. And that's when spirit visited me and said, you have to devote your life to spirit, to God, to the work and we will provide for you and it will flow. And I never look back. And that was on, on 2016, February, 2016. 
Okay. So what's some of the, uh, the array of services that you offer as a, a priestess? So I do consultation readings. So I provide spiritual guidance and support and help you find solutions to your obstacles with divine word, right? So all of our problems can be solved with solutions from spirit. It's a matter of us listening and following the guides. Um, I also do past life regression therapy. I am a death doula and the founder of the Diaspora Death Doulas. And I do a three month and sometimes six to nine month menteeship counseling and grief counseling. And I do entity cleansing, uh, cord cuttings, and I also teach online classes. Uh, nice. So with that being said, let's make sure that the viewers and the listeners um, understand how they can contact you. So can you, can you share your social media information? Sure. So uh, my social media on Instagram is Lynette Williams, psychic medium, L-I-N-N-E-T, and Old School Bruja on IG. So it's Old School Bruja, B-R-U-J-A, and my website, www.oldschoolbruja.com. Okay, good deal, good deal. Well, thanks for sharing. For those watching and listening, we have uh, Miss Lynette Williams, and she shared her social media information, so be sure to follow her, check out some of her services. Let's get into um, you as a master healer. Um, what are the main requests you receive for services after a client has experienced um, you once before? Um, usually it's uh, cord cutting and energy healing, so cutting cords, going back to ancestral cords, cords that have that were created from childhood that developed from trauma and experiences that don't serve us anymore from relationships from places trauma any trauma relationships uh, <laughs> yes <laughs> relationships even those with your family members both good and bad and so um we will together find what exactly the blockage is and we will cut the cord together. So you're also learning when you're with me. I'm not just doing things and not teaching you because I don't want you dependent on me. I want you to be empowered to heal yourself. So I'll do the cord cuttings and then I also do house blessings and I will be doing initiations, but we'll talk about that later. Okay. What, what can you tell us about your experience in cultivating your, your spiritual talents in, in the current world that we're in? You know, it seems you know, sometimes folks might find that hard to embrace. Is, is that, do you see that sometimes? No, not at all. Um, only people who are resistant to change are those that are going against their head and are completely off path and just don't want to go back on path. I mean, really, it's easy to change your destiny, but you can't change your character. And you have choices you can make along the way to change your destiny, choices mm -hmm. you make so you stay on path, right? So, when I come, when people come to me, I come across folks who are looking, they're looking for healing, they're looking for solutions to their problems, answers, also finding their gifts and their purpose. So they are uh, working with me to develop their gifts, to heal, to recognize their higher self, and to break cords that are holding them back. I've only had a few people who were who are coming to me, number one, thinking that it was entertainment and I cut that real quick. And then the other time, a few folks came to me skeptical, but left believers and not, not for ego purposes. It was, you need to believe that you are a spiritual being, that you are capable of having the divine power, the same power that I have. We are all capable of that, but it's taken from us because we are told it's evil, it's dark. But this is what our ancestors had. This is what our ancestors give us. So when I give them that knowledge and wisdom and I do the healing work with them and I do a reading and I reveal things that they're like, whoa, I didn't know you could do that. And I'm like, it's not about entertainment. It's about getting down to the source right, right. of the pain before you started wearing the mask every day. Makes sense. Makes, make, makes sense. Walk us through a day in the life um, of Lynette Williams as uh, a death doula, and, mm -hmm. and can you share what, what that means to be one? 
So a death doula or end of life doula is a person who is there to provide palliative care and spiritual care to the dying person. So what it looks like is it could be a number of ways because now we're in a time of COVID pandemic land. So the service looks a little different. So what we do is we are there as your companion to help you plan for your final days. We're also there to help bring you comfort, to make sure that your environment is very calm and healing, to provide energy medicine and ritual, as well as giving assistance to the family when they are tired from being at the bedside, I am there to step in. Virtually, because now we can't be in the... Can't hear you. Oh. Did we lose your voice? Oh, oh. Right. oh there, there we go. Are. <laughs> what was the last thing you heard? <laughs> oh, well, you was talking about um shoot. I'll start the death do what they go over again. <laughs> okay, thank you, thank you, thank you. So death doulas provide palliative care and spiritual care to the dying person. We also provide support to the family. We do end of life planning. We assist with making sure the environment is comfortable. We advocate for, we call them our friend. We advocate for our friend. We step in when the family is exhausted. We also provide healing space for the family to process the dying person, their friend, their family member. After the person transitions, or actually, let me step back. During the transition time, I will be there if it is possible to be there face to face, literally holding the dying person's hand and spiritually guiding them to the gates of heaven. Some people will call this psychopomp work. That's the actual name of it, psychopomp, where I'm walking you to the gates of heaven and I'm praying over you and I'm releasing the soul from the body with a series of different energy movements. I'm allowing energy from the ancestors to come in, the spiritual realm, the spirit of destiny, God, Olodumare, we're coming in to assist the soul to elevate. And so now that looks a bit different. Now it's done all virtually with virtual um, ceremonies. We go through virtual memorials, meeting virtually with the friend because either they're in a hospital setting or they're in another place and they can't have visitors because of the pandemic. So it looks very different. Sometimes I get the call as soon as the person has just died and the family wants me to assist in transitioning their soul, making sure that their ancestors got them, giving them blessings and elevating them and then providing some sort of closure to the family. And that's all done virtually now. Right now, yes, virtually and sometimes in person if it's allowed. And that's very rare because of where we are and the person is ill. Right, right. So so how have you been dealing with this whole quarantine, the whole COVID-19? Um, so it sounds like it affected business a little, but how has it affected you personally? Has it? Uh, well, business expanded tremendously. Um, so I am grateful, even though it is in a time that is very traumatic, but I'm still being blessed in the midst of trauma. It happens. It happens. Yes, absolutely. All of us are abundantly blessed every single moment we wake up. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. So um, what for me? Well, before the pandemic, I was always home working. <laughs> So now um, it's just moving everything to a virtual platform that was a shift because I don't see my clients face to face anymore. Okay. Now, do, do you have a favorite food or drink during this quarantine? You know, they say certain foods heal you. <laughs> so I love juice. <laughs> um, I love green juice fruit juices. Lemonade is my absolute favorite. Mm. Fresh lemonade with ginger. Like I need to have it like air. Um, that's my drink of choice. Okay. <laughs> I'll have a beer or wine here and there, but lemonade, it's fitting, isn't it? Because of the situation. That, 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 that it is. I had some great lemonade 
this past uh, couple of days here. So yes, um, I, I want to ask you this question: What do you wish people would know about you that they probably don't know? Um, I'm. Oh yeah, this came up recently. Folks thought I was a party girl. Far from it. <laughs> I'm a homebody. In, in Spanish, I say, me quedo en casa. I stay in the house. Um, I used to be a, one of those party party girls, but okay. you know, um, my calling to spirit doesn't allow room for me to be a party girl, and I like it that way. Um, also, people think I'm evil or that I don't um, know God. Monty, we lost the voice again. It's, it's not me. Oh, uh, it's not me. Lynette, I think that's you. Here it is. There it is. Here it is. It's coming back. Okay. So you said people think you're, some folks think you're evil. Yeah. Some folks will think I'm evil because they see beads or, you know, I'm covered in tattoos and they'll see a head wrap. And so I'm like, no, far from it. I believe in God. They think I don't believe in God. I'm very close to Olodumare, which is Yoruba for God. I pray to my ancestors daily. I give offering every four days. I am devout into my practice. And people don't think that until they actually meet me. Um, yeah, that's really it. Other than that, like, I'm a spirit worker 24-7. <laughs> So let's let's take the time for your spirit workers to to answer this question, right? And I ask all my guests this question: mm -hmm. um, What does living a rich life mean to you? It means living a life with kind and gentle character. It means being a good person and doing good to others, not doing harm to others, and also. Be manifesting abundance, using your power to manifest and create the life that you want. That's a rich life. Even if you don't even know your purpose in this life or where you're supposed to be, if you are operating with kind and gentle character, you being honest with yourself and others, you're doing good, you go pray, you meditate, you give offering, your life will be abundant and you will have a long, healthy life. You don't actually have to have $10 million it was nice. <laughs> you don't have no. to to have a rich life. Nah, this is true. <laughs> this is true. So one thing you mentioned, which I enjoy hearing, because I believe everyone has a superpower. Um, mine, in particularly, I think is uh, I, folks gravitate to me. I give. Good energy. <laughs> I think that's my superpower. My good energy that I give that allows folks to gravitate. As a result, things happen for me. Tell us, Lynette Williams, what is your superpower? I have many. Okay. <laughs> I because I wrote them down. That's a big. That's a big. So let's. We can talk about that, right? Because you have a book, right? <laughs> I'm writing my book. Okay, but you got but a magazine. My, you got so one thing first. Go ahead, tell me your superpower. All right. So my superpower. Um, I am able to astral travel on command. I'm able to walk and talk with spirit. Um, at any time. I have the gift of telepathy. Um, I'm able to time travel and I am able to heal with the power of voice, thought, hands, and my physical um, energy. Not, not my body. Don't get it twisted. Right, right, right. Energy. I'm able to heal and manifest. Um, super manifest a miracle worker. Okay. Yeah, because again, I'm glad you clarified that because some folks are probably watching and listening and, and saying to themselves, you know, time travel? What, what really, you know, me personally, I think if it's not here already, it's, it's, it's possible in many different aspects. So There are many spiritual realms and levels to the universe and spirit. The past, the whatever was now, whatever was before, and whatever will be, is already in a timeline, is already on a spiritual plane. If you know and you are clear, you know you have access to these. And the only time we actually access these is for work. It is not for fun. 
It is not for entertainment. The only time I am called to do this, the actual astral travel and going through time is for my spiritual development. It's for my work, for my soul. Okay. Can, can you share with us any pet peeve that you have? <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot. <laughs> but in my, work, in my work, I find the pet peeve is that when people focus on the wrong things and not the root of the problem and the wrong things is always focusing on a, a man or a, a relation situation ship. And meanwhile, I'm like, but you have so much more deep rooted work that you have to focus on. And yet you choose to focus on the next lay. And every week they'll be booking a new appointment to ask about the next one. And I'm like, I'm not doing a reading on the man of the hour or the woman of the hour. I want to know what's wrong with you and why you keep repeating this pattern. So that drives me crazy when they try to avoid that. Second, when people don't read. <laughs> read. We are given this wonderful gift. It is our birthright. We can read. Please read. And when I say this is because people don't read actual books anymore to get education to get wisdom they don't uh read through a website to find all the information they can before hounding the business person so read please facts now that, that that is that is a fact that is a fact now speaking of books i i, I know you've had a magazine um can you tell about your magazine and then as you heard you mentioned you're, you're working on a book as well so I was on the cover of that magazine. I was featured in that magazine. That is actually one of the Witches High Tea sponsors, Enchanted Living Magazine. Uh, and they did. I didn't get my copy, by the way. I have a copy still here waiting for you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, that is, it was an interview expose. She followed me around and just really absorbed everything about me and wrote this beautiful story piece with beautiful imagery. And till this day, she's actually my student, the editor of Enchanted Magazine. She's one of my long-term mentees now. So that was um, wonderful, because I used to model years ago and I had stopped because again, dedicating my life to spirit, I focused on my spiritual work. And always, something always comes up. They're like, modeling again, calls me back in. And I'm like, okay, spirit. <laughs> spirit found a way to tie it all together. <laughs> well, well I, I know I listen. So I used to do things the Rich James way. I, I discovered that wasn't the right way. So now I, I actually, I follow God's plan and, and what happens, you know, based on what I feel and the direction he pulls me in. So, you know. They they might be saying, hey, you need to model for for a minute. I don't I don't know. Well, this one was because of spiritual work. They were like, we're gonna talk about your spiritual work, mm -hmm. and you get to take some pictures. <laughs> okay. Okay. okay, spirit. Nice. Does the spirit tell you to travel? You're a traveler, right? Yes. So I only travel when allowed. So I do have to ask my spiritual team before I can travel. So I can't do spontaneous travel. All right. Now, you last year you recently went to Cuba. Is this yes. Correct? Tell us about that trip. And I have an excellent team, so we we do our research on our guests. So I saw. <laughs> so when I went to Cuba, I went to Santiago de Cuba for my first time last year, and I presented at the uh, Festival de Caribe, and I was invited by my friend who is a professor of uh, African. Cube, Afro-Cuban studies and religious studies and African women studies. And she invited me and nominated me and I got in and I presented on all the years of my work that I've done as a bruja at this event. And the funny thing was in Cuba, bruja is like a bad word, right? Mm -hmm. So as soon as I get up, I'm, I'm introduced. And right away, the front row filled with elders. They're like, ay, que nombre tan fea. Oh, que bruja. So I stood up and I said, excuse me, where I'm from, and I said it in Spanish, where I'm from, you all 
are considered brujas and brujos because you are not Christian. And they were like, de verdad, is that true? And I said, yes. In the United States, mm. when you are not Christian and you practice anything that has to do with the elements, orisha, and your ancestors, you are dubbed as a witch. <laughs> so by the end of the presentation, everybody was standing up. Everybody was like, yes, oh my God, we want to know more. We want to sign up for your classes, come back to Cuba. So I'm very excited to go back. We were supposed to go back this year. I was going to take six of my students with me. But now that it's been postponed, hopefully in 2021, we can go. Yeah, this this uh, COVID has really jammed, jammed things up. Um, other places you've, you've traveled outside of Cuba? Puerto Rico. Um, I've done mostly United States travel. And then when I got permission from Spirit to do out-of-state travel, my passport, everything just started falling into place. And it was four different times I tried to go to Cuba and four different times Spirit blocked me until my friend Alex was like, you're coming to Cuba with me. And Spirit was like, yes, this is it. So <laughs> I wasn't mad when they said no. I just know like when things don't happen the way you want, you have to really know that it's for your highest good. Our ego is like, oh, why didn't I get what I want? I'm going to be mad. I'm going to write everybody. But when you understand that things are removed from your path for your benefit, when that happens, you can't get mad. Facts. So tell us, what's the uh, what's what's next for Lynette Williams in the, in the coming days, the coming weeks, the coming months, the coming years? <laughs> so coming soon is the Witches High Tea. Um, we're doing it on a virtual platform now. Originally, we were. Um, on we were going to be sorry we we're going to be at the lord baltimore hotel but again covid so for the safety of all i moved it to online and that's on october 31st from 12 to 5 and the tickets are on sale now uh we are switching all the advertising to the virtual platform this week the team is on it um also we have a Candle Magic Class, virtual Candle Magic Class in September. And you can book that on the website as well. Our Patreon account for self-study is up. It's running. It's great. And every month we add more content to it. And then we have the Diaspora Death Doula training September 19th and 20th. Again, that's virtual and tickets are available there. And after the high tea in October. I'm getting married. Oh. Okay. Well, congratulations. Thank you. And then um, all of the services will be switching to, um, they'll be very different after that. There'll be spiritual coaching options for three months and six months. And there will be IFA lessons. So you will learn the practice of IFA to prepare you for your journey, whichever journey that is for you. And uh, we will also be moving and shifting a lot of services. So you get more and I get more rest. Because ah, okay. <laughs> we got to be smart. I do take this, off this is true. every now, month. <laughs> now, September, what is the, the magic um, candle event? What? That is the, I believe it's the second Sunday in September. Oh. And that will teach you how to use candles for manifestation, to pull in the energies, um, to create. I love, I love candles. I love candle magic. It's one of the most effective ones that I've, it's easy, it's effective, and it really connects you with your light energy because it forces you to sit and meditate and focus on that fire, on that flame, and really focus on Bring to the forefront what it is that you want to manifest. What would you like healing? What would you like guidance on? And bring it all up on this beautifully dressed candle, charged and ready. And you're going to do it with me mm -hmm. as I do it on the recording. And then you just set it and forget it and watch how spirit works for you. Okay. Well, I, I look forward to 
being a part of that. I'm going to check my schedule. I have some traveling arranged, but um, I'll definitely be in touch to, to kind of. Yeah, and it's only like an hour and a half, two hours, maybe. Okay, okay. So, um, we, you know, we, we started a little late today, but I wanted to make sure that we connected. Um, the last time we tried, we were actually at the station and things didn't transpire that day. So I wanted to make sure we had this opportunity to talk today. Yeah. Uh, anything additional you want to share with our viewers that are watching and listening? Um, yeah, I want, you know, during this time, I know it's a challenging time and we get stuck and there's a lot of sudden changes. But the only thing that you really can do is focus on yourself, focus on your alignment, your manifestation and where you want to go and spread love, spread light, be mindful of your energy and don't give your energy away to people who don't deserve it. Now that's a good way to end that segment right there. Lynette, I thank you for joining. I, I thank you for supporting Living a Rich Life and I look forward to catching up with you again soon. Um, yeah. By the way, I'll make sure you have my ad, uh, address um, for the way. Yes, I can mail you your, I can mail you some things. I got yeah. some magic I can send you. I made these wonderful oils from my garden. Okay. Until then, take care of yourself and remember to always be inspired to live a rich life. Ashe. All right. Oh, we're going to keep this thing going here. Um, shouts out to, to Monty, our producer here at Be Exposed Radio, because without him, I, I couldn't do the things that I do. He's a magician. So we're going to bring in our featured guest today. Um, our featured guest refers to herself as the anomaly artist in the music biz for 25 years. Uh, she is the director of Dark City, Beneath the Beat, and CEO of Club Queen Records. Please welcome artist extraordinaire, TT the Artist. Hi, how are you? I, I am well. I am well, and I, I appreciate your patience. We're having a few challenges, but we got it done here today. We got it done. Problem. All right. So, so first and foremost, for those that's watching and listening, tell us, tell us where you're from. Uh, I was born and raised in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and uh, then I moved to Baltimore when I was 18 uh, to attend the Maryland Institute College of Art. After that, uh, I spent four years in Baltimore. Then I graduated and, you know, did what they say any artist should do, which is go to New York. So I went to New York for like two and a half years. And then around 2018, uh, late 2018, I came back to Baltimore and I was in Baltimore ever since. Um, but I now reside in uh, North Hollywood, California. I've been in L.A. for two years. So, yeah, that's kind of like my trajectory from uh, Florida to Baltimore to L.A. And a very good trajectory. So tell us, 25 years, that's a healthy amount of time. Um, I, and I do know some of the artists that you work with, but share with our viewers some of the artists that you work with and we'll put you out there and say who were some of the fun ones that you enjoy working with. Um, I mean, on a local level, as far as local, local artists that I've actually worked with, um, uh, DDM, uh, Stars, I've actually worked with a lot of, when I started out, I was more so like more urban hip hop. So I was working with a lot of guys like, um, Test me um, and the late Smash, rest in peace. Um, so I was working with a lot of like more of the the hip hop dudes and going to the open mics. Like I was doing shows at Five Seasons and Eden's Lounge and a lot of those places that are no longer here. Um, and I would say on a larger level, I mean, definitely working with Diplo, uh, Grammy nominated producer, um, and uh, who else? I'm trying to think. That's a lot recent. of people. Just oh, recently. Mighty Mark as well. Mighty Mark yes. is a big collaborator of mine. He's like one of the guys I've been working with for like over a decade. So he's definitely, I gotta give a shout out to Mighty Mark. Okay, okay. So, so tell us, what challenges did you face as a woman in, in the music, music industry? And how did you overcome those? Because, you know, there's, you know, some of that stereotype or stigmatism of the challenges for a woman in this industry. I think that uh, there's, there's so many, um, there's so much to unpack when you ask that question because it's not just being a woman, but then you also add on being a woman of color and, you know, the things that are presented to us. I often feel that women of color do get the shorter end of the stick, especially the more brown skinned women. Um, there's colorism that exists in the industry 
sexism, misogynistic, um, misogyny, things that, you know, men, the male ego, uh, a lot of times just being in a studio and being a woman, even though I have just as much experience in working in music and producing music, you could be in a studio and if it's like a whole group of men, your, your voice is just not as valued sometimes because they're either getting lit and they're just so feeling themselves, you know, you can have very valuable information and ideas, but sometimes people kind of overlook you because they're like, oh, it's just a girl or oh, it's just a woman. So that's a big reason why I ended up starting my own record label, Club Queen Records, which is a woman-focused label that is really about catering to our voices as women unmodified. Like if you come to us in the state that you are, our job is to help you hone in on that, market it, and then we work together through collaborations and show that, you know, women can come together and, you know, work together just like the guys. But definitely it's just a whole, whole unpacking of um, underlying issues that, you know, women have to face when they're entering this ball game called the music industry. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's talk about a, a show that I've been watching, um, Insecure, right? Mm-hmm. So where, where were you when you realized that Issa Rae played a song you featured on, on, on her show, Insecure, and what was your reaction? Well, I mean, I was a part of the process from the beginning. Um, I actually got approached by the music supervisors before the show had even come out. So it was like the first season. It was just a, it was just their first season, and they were looking for music, and they liked one of my records called Lavish. So I sent them the record, and then I sent them the rest of my catalog. I was like, well, here are a few others. So I actually ended up getting two songs placed the first season of Insecure. But I mean, it, it, it was nothing like actually seeing it with my own eyes and hearing it because I was still, you know, I wasn't represented at the time and I was just, you know, independent artist. I'm still an independent artist, but when I say represented, I mean, I didn't have any publishers or, you know, access to uh, the network that I have now. So just being able to accomplish that on my own to me was a great feat. You know, I was like, wow. You know, I got a song, and prior to that, I had had a record in um, the film Logan. So I had just started to get my a taste of um, the licensing and TV sync stuff as the creator. So when I heard it, it was just like an amazing moment because at that time, people didn't really know the show was going to blow up to what it has blown up to. Right. So season two came around, and I got more placements on that. And next, you know, season three come around, I got more placements. Season four, I'm shadow directing, and you know, working with Issa on a different level now. So. For me, it's just like been like a family, you know, coming from just being on the outside looking in to now being a part of that family. It feels really good. Right. And, it, and it's a pretty good show. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm catching up. I'm still catching up on something. <laughs> I got put on. So I'm catching up. So so what album or artists are you truly digging right now during this whole COVID, you know, because we're all in a little more. What artists or, or album you, you're digging right now? I'm definitely digging Brent Fayez, F the World. <laughs> he has a very dope sensibility. Um, actually, one of my artists that I work with, she's from Baltimore. Her name is Kalada. She's a singer, songwriter, and producer, Triple Threat. Uh, we're working on her follow-up EP, sophomore EP, and um, she has an EP out called Kalada's Way. I definitely turn that on. I love listening to a lot of the new records that I'm working on that are unreleased. Um, who else? I have a playlist uh, called Club Queens Classics on Spotify, and it's basically the best of female music and hip hop, uh, R&B and pop and, and um, dance from the decades. So anywhere between like, I would say, you know, the 80s to like early 2000s. So I play that a lot. And I also got a Club Queens playlist that's more for like the current, but it's all female vocalists and just showing the, 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 the variety of what women can do because there's this narrative out there that there's just not a lot of talented women, but I'm like creating these playlists so people can see what's out there, you know? So we update them, um, especially the Club Queens playlist, we update frequently and that's our more kind of new, the new music, the new songs. But Club Queens classic, like Jade, I've been listening to a lot of Jade recently i just love that you know um so yeah i'm i'm, I'm all about the 90s escape <laughs> like i'm actually an r&b head i just you know recently put back on lauren hill unplugged because i just you know oh that project you know when you listen to it at different phases of your life you think you about it, right hit you yeah. a different way each time yeah so that's kind of like what my judge has been lately you know 
Okay. Okay. So now, you know, because music really, you know, when, when I think about music, I think about the times we in, the current state that we are in now, COVID-19, um, you know, the Black communities being affected by a lot of injustice, inequality, something that's to me is we're no strangers to. Um, how do you think music now is playing into to the black community and some of the stuff happening around the world? Well, I just think that in general, music has always been a universal language and a way to get messaging out. Um, if you're a public figure and have the access to using your you know, music as a way to inform people, I think that's important, you know? I think when we first, when Trump first started running for president, me and my Mark teamed up and we did an F Trump song. And I, sometimes I have mixed feelings about it because I don't want to add, I don't want to pour gasoline onto the fire. And I've changed, like, as I, as I mature as a person, I'd be thinking like, you know, to say F something, F something, F something, is kind of like negative. But at the same time, it was actually more a response of what people were saying at that time. You know, mm -hmm. for me, it was like uh, to encourage people to vote and making fun of it. Honestly, we did a whole video where it was like a dance battle between Trump and, and uh, Hillary Clinton. And so it was kind of comedic for me. But we actually that song actually ended up when we put it out. It was so relevant that it ended up going to the top of the um, top of the U.S. Spotify charts, beating out the weekend for like two weeks, and no one really talked about it because a lot of people didn't know. But that, that was like a really big deal. Even then, Spotify was still kind of getting its traction. Now Spotify is like this really big platform. But you know, so I think it's important when you have a platform, if if in any way you can stand behind something you believe in, that is what makes that's what makes music important to me. You know, and as artists, our role in the music and in the politics and how we bring that back and intersect it with building our communities up. Okay. We definitely, we definitely need that. You know, I, I think of songs, you know, back in the, my, my brother's, my, my parents' days, uh, Marvin Gaye, you know, what's going on? You know, that's, that's a classic. So whether it's uh, something moving or something uh, to laugh at, you know, definitely music makes the world go around in, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things I like to ask all my guests, TT, is, um, what does living a rich life mean to you? I mean, you are on living a rich life, which is a talk show. So tell us, what does living a rich I think, life mean? I think living a rich life is when you feel fulfilled on the inside and you don't feel the need or want for, um, you don't feel a lack, a lack of something. You know, I think a lot of people walking around feeling like their life would be complete if only they had dot, 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 dot. But mm -hmm. in reality, you can literally shape the world around you. And so I'm actually practicing that now, you know, I'm shaping the world around me, what I see, because a lot of the stuff that, you know, tomorrow doesn't exist. It's, it hasn't arrived yet. So to live in that moment and be present and then find ways to understand, like, you are wealthy from inside, you know, I think that's what the real life work is. And so I, that's what I feel like living rich is. Living rich is feeling like you can have anything in the world that you desire. You know, don't don't stand in your own way. Don't stop yourself from thinking those thoughts and then getting frustrated and being like looking at your circumstance. Like you might have five dollars in your bank account, but um, you you need money to pay your rent for the next month. But it's like instead of focusing on that five dollars, tap into like what it is that you can do to maximize your time and day and, and your talents and how can you connect and start changing your, your energy to attract right. those things. So a lot of people don't grasp that concept because it does seem like magic. It literally seems like magic. But if you look at it, some days you don't even realize you're subconsciously doing it where you can walk outside and find $20 and that's, that's $20 that you just didn't have. So it's like recognizing the small things and showing gratitude and then, you know, putting yourself in a space where you can attract the things that you want in your life and build that world around you. I think that's what really living rich is. It's like an internal thing, like understanding who you are from the inside and how you project that into the world. Uh, well said, well said. Let's take it into a different direction. So what, what events do you miss? Um, and really attend now, what events do you miss? I mean, I really miss like going out with friends and doing happy hour. I mean, we still can do that, but it's more like outside the patios. Um, definitely the live shows, you know, traveling, getting to travel and getting booked, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Touring. Yeah. I miss, you know, connecting with the people. I definitely miss going overseas. Uh, Vienna is actually one of my favorite European cities. And I was there like three times or well, two times last year. So I'm just like, 
just missing these opportunities to do that. And who knows when we'll be able to safely do that again. Um, they're saying now to the spring and summer of 2021. Like we've literally been in the house almost all year, you know, and my birthday's Monday. So I'm oh. just like, this is going to have a happy birthday. Happy <laughs> thank birthday. You, thank you. We'll get, we'll get it out. Yeah. The we're going to celebrate with everyone. We're going to do a live stream. So it's going to be fun. So, okay. Yeah. Well, let's, let's, let's make sure I get that, uh, that link. But yeah, I think I just miss the social atmospheres, you know, like just being able to get up and go whenever you feel like it. Just the, right. that's that right there. And it's pretty heavy. And, and, and I think the numbers, because it was a little heavier in California mm-hmm. versus here in, in Maryland now. Right. State by state, the restrictions are a little different. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So um, I like to ask my guests another question. And what's your superpower? I think my superpower is being a, let's think about this. It's a good question. If I could say what my superpower would be, it would be, um, it's somewhere in the lines of being a healer, but not quite. I would say more like when I say healer, I, I, I think one of my superpowers is helping people find their purpose. Okay. Even if it's, 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 it's like, I just have this ability to look at a person and scan them and see five things that they could use to empower themselves, to make money, to build a career, to, you know, things that come naturally to them. Right. And so I'm able to pour out all this, information to them that will empower them and give them the, the confidence to possibly just give themselves a try. And I've been doing it for years, but I'm just starting to know, like, I really be making people get lit real quick. Like, I really know how to, like, take you from zero to 100 real quick, you know? And I mean, with myself, it's a little more of a challenge because I, it's in me. I'm such a perfectionist and I'm always an- analyzing everything. So one of the things I'm practicing is, is not overanalyzing and just being like, all right, I'm going to do this video shoot put my hair on, put my makeup on, and it's going to be fabulous, whatever. If it turns out great, great. If it does, it doesn't. But I'm not going to talk myself out of doing it because I don't want it to be a certain way. Like, I want it to be high quality now. I have to live up to a certain caliber now. Like, you know what I mean? So I think that my superpower is definitely helping people find their purpose. Okay, okay. So this is one thing I think we, we both have in common. So I had the opportunity to, to meet Erica Badu, who I think is oh, yeah. fabulous. Tell us what your experience was like when you had when you met Erica. Well, uh, my friend, she uh, did Erica's nails. Her name's uh, Ashley Curry. She's a uh, Curry Nails. She's actually from Baltimore as well. And so um, she had been building this relationship with Erica. And we, she just so happened to be in LA, and like she gave us like all access. And then we met. I met her aunt, and her aunt was like, "Y'all gotta come backstage." So we literally chilled backstage with Erica for two hours. She read poems. She gets gifts. I, I mean, Erica Badu probably is one of my number one favorite artists, and that is because of how she consistently reinnovates herself. She is really the epitome of what an anomaly artist is, and how she was able to defy all odds, being a black woman, but also being futuristic and being experimental, and still getting the respect from the community at the same time still breaking records and still making music decades later. Like, I think we should give these women their flowers while they're here, like honor them. You know, I just was like, it was, uh, I had an out of body experience to be honest with you, cause she touched me, she blessed me. I felt like she blessed me. She took pictures of all of us and selfies. So I'm, it's probably a picture of me and her phone. And she just, you know, when she asked me like, what was her name? I told her and I was just like, this is so crazy. Like I, it was emotional. It was like, oh my God, I'm gonna everybody. I'm meeting everybody right now because I've, I've I've actually wanted to always see her live and never had opportunity. But whenever she would be, I would have to go. I have a show, so to actually be in her presence in that personal space of hers with her loved ones, it was just like nothing can really beat that. Like I felt blessed after that, to be honest, because she has amazing energy. Yeah, she that that she does, and energy, good energy recognizes good energy. Mm-hmm. So let's make sure we tell the, the folks that's watching and viewing and be able to uh, watch and view later how they can mm-hmm. stay in contact with you. Okay. Well, you guys, I am everywhere. You can literally follow me on Instagram at TT the Artist. Um, Club Queen Records is my label. And also 
I have a film page, Dark City Be More, which is a film about Baltimore club music and dance culture that is right now circulating through the film festivals in the U.S. and overseas. Um, and same thing with Twitter, TT the Artist, Facebook, I like TT the Artist, and my website, tttheartist.com. You can get all the links there as well. Okay, excellent, excellent. You know, there's never there's never enough time. There's there's never enough mm -hmm. time. Um, one thing I do want to share because I did have I did have Pin on the show as well. Um, yeah. and I also had uh, Sunny Cow, so I believe you worked yes. with her as well. And she has a new video out, and and it's it's it's, it's great. It's amazing. Um, so you're definitely working with some wonderful artists. They they definitely appreciate you. Um, and I can say that because, you know, when, when I talk to them, they always <laughs> mention when you're going to get TT on the show. <laughs> so, we we appreciate you here at Living a Rich Life. We appreciate you here at Big Spirit. So um, anything you want to share with the folks um, before we uh, before we leave that, you know, that's going on in the future? Um, I mean, we are, you know, we're, we're looking forward to our film, Finding a Home, very soon. So stay tuned for that. Um, just look forward to new new films. New, I'm working on um, some book concepts that I think will be very helpful, especially for women in the music business. Um, and just 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 follow follow the movement, follow the wave. Plug Queen Records. Tune into my live stream uh, August twenty fourth, twenty twenty Monday. We're gonna you know bring the vibes for my birthday turn up. And it's just been a pleasure talking with you guys. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Well, TT, I want to thank you for joining. Definitely with the hour, uh, the hours difference. Um, if they're in California, I know I get the time mixed up so bad. Like I was just yeah. like, I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss it. I was like, yesterday I was logged in. I'm like, where's the link? And I'm realizing that it was Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Better be early. Better be early. Yeah. With that being said, I want you to just just remember that to keep being inspired to uh, to live a rich life. Keep doing what you're doing because you're doing a fantastic job. And thank, thank you. you. Appreciate it. Take Absolutely. care. Talk to you again soon. So there you have it, folks. Another episode of Living a Rich Life. Once again, I am your host, Rich James. And remember, be inspired, be informed. Remember, be good to each other and always be inspired to live a rich life. Until next week, you know, I think I might take a vacation next week. But you never know. Just the same. Be inspired to live a rich life. <laughs> I'm Rich James. I talk to you. <laughs> you like that, money? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Not bad for a late show. Good God.